There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Ghost in the Shell, the movie 2, Innocence. Also known as Ghost in the Shell, the movie 2, the one you didn't want to watch. Okay, I can feel that. I mean, like, it's innocent, though. I mean, like, it has it in the name. Okay. They are innocent of it's, all it's, the transgressions that you feel it did. <laughs> they are innocent of any pleasure. <laughs> so, uh, before this, though, we were actually talking about uh, Rick fastening a brittle water filter to a hose <laughs> and uh, going on a... Tangent a ta- about snail guts. No, going on a tangent about all the different ghosts in the shells out there and how we will probably try and tackle them all at some point in the future, along with the fate series. I will give you that trade. That's not something we talked about completely. We touched on it, but I'll give you that trade. I might be absent for some of the ghosts in the shell. So (laughs) can't come into work today. Sorry, boss. Hey, if you want to miss your work to talk about Ghost of the Shell, that's up to you. I mean, that's that's entirely up to you. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of the Ghost of the Shell, Shell, Shell series, but I I maintain my commitment just like you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's where we're going with that. So the m- movie came out in March 2004. Producers for it are Bandai, Visual, uh, Dentsu, D-Wright, just to name a couple. Studio for it is production IG and it sources off of a manga and the genres are military, sci-fi, police, psychological, and mecha. And it ran for about an hour 40, hour 39 or some change, something like that. Felt a lot longer than that. It did certainly feel a lot longer than that. It also felt a uh, lot shorter than, than the other one, even though the uh, first movie was actually shorter. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. The hardest part for me was the animation. Like it did, it felt very, I'm going to say cutting edge, but in a bad way. Well, it came out roughly around in the era where they were trying to figure out a lot of their CGI feel for the shows. And I hate to say it, but this like really came out around then. So when they did CGI, it wasn't necessarily some of the best that came out. Um, the animation, when it was just animation, though, was very clean, I feel. Uh, but it also, the movie really picks up uh, after some time has already passed after the first movie, where the first movie ended. So you don't see the major, you don't see the her at all. In fact, you only see a part of her or hear her talk like towards the end of the movie. I didn't feel like she belonged there. If I'm being perfectly honest, she felt like ramrodded in as a deus ex machina kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, like you knew that she was going to appear at some point during the movie. Yeah, they it, foresh- and I mean, foreshadowed yeah. it super heavily. And they really centered or tried centering on Bado for this one. 
and having him be kind of like that anchor point, that character that you can kind of connect with, but he wasn't that character. No, he was more of a, uh, have you seen breaking bad? Of course. He reminded me of the crackhead student. Pinkman. Pinkman. Yeah. He reminded me of really? Pinkman more than, yeah. As far as like the, the type of character, if you ha- if the major was the main character, if the major, if the major was Heisenberg, then yeah, it, it would be like if Pinkman got his own little spinoff that that's how I felt. Okay. So like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I'll watch it, but uh, nothing I, you'd watch enti- again. Yeah. The entire movie I'm waiting for Heisenberg to, to bust down a door and, and, you know, triumphantly return. That didn't really happen. No, no, he didn't. And I kind of, it, it felt weird with the introduction of a dog that was there for a couple of scenes, but it was like, they kind of made it a focal point, you know? Well, see, the reason I liked that, I actually liked that. They gave him, they, they attempted to give him a more uh, broad view, a broad opinion. If that makes any sense, they, mm-hmm. they, they tried to give his character depth and it was good. It, it showed that he cared um, deeply. Problem is, it's really the only time he cared. So it, it was so weird to see that kind of character versus the ninety percent of what he is normally. And I realize they're, pro- they're probably trying to be like, you know, on the clock he's 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 Mister Badass, but off the clock he's got a heart of gold, and it just didn't translate well. No, it didn't. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like the dog was just like kind of the whole introduction with the dog was out of place because it was it was like, oh, he has this connection to the dog and everything like that, which I I get. It's cool. But at the same time, it was just like it kind of felt a little bit out of place with how it was introduced, you know, 100 percent. I do like that. They did talk about it, though, a little bit about his dog saying they asked if it was. A, an original or a clone, right? And and it was lab bred or lab born, rather. Yeah. So so you get the idea of okay, well, it's not normal for people to be have dogs, and it's certainly not normal for you to have someone or have an animal that is not a clone. In fact, it'd be cheaper to have a clone than it yeah. would to have an original animal. Um, and I. <sighs> It was weird that they touched on the fact that not just him spending or wasting his money as they saw it on a on a dog like this, but also the breed was incredibly needy for that that that, that at least that's what they said. But for that kind of needy dog, is it really okay to have him home alone for like 18 hours a day, you know? Yeah. As a dog lover, uh, I I feel it's wrong. Like you, you're not, it borders on abuse because dogs specifically like the one in, in here desire companionship. They do not do well alone. And yeah, high maintenance is what I think uh, uh, would be a good descriptor. Yeah. I mean, unless he has someone actually there during uh, the day to watch after the dog, but it yeah. certainly didn't seem like that, especially since, uh, Togusa had to go and pick up the dog when when Bato had to go into the hospital. Yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, like, I know we're focusing a lot on the dog, but I mean, like, if it's the, it was the it's the only out of character moment. 
Yeah. I mean, like everything else felt like it was in place, but the dog just like really took you out of the whole world that they're trying to build. Like with the major, how they did it was it was a moment between Bato and the major. And then they introduced this like outer thing that kind of made you go, what the hell just happened or was who was talking. But that was meant to help build the suspense of it for, for you to like understand like, Hey, this is their body and everything like that. The dog, not so much. It was just there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the only plot device the dog really had to move anything along or to, to add anything to it was the discussion about dry dog food and wet dog food and why he keeps getting wet dog food over yeah. dry dog food. And you're just like, it seems so forced. It does. And if you watch it in the English version, it just, oh, the delivery of every line by anyone feels like they were not in the same room or the same building when they recorded these lines. It just so disjointed and just not, I don't know how to say it other than just not, it didn't fit the feel. No, I, I get that. Uh, I, I watched it subbed um, simply because I'd seen it dubbed before and I a hundred percent prefer the subs over the dubs in this case. Uh, it flowed a lot better. However, there was still a, a lot that was just like kind of like it missed the mark for me. It it felt a lot like the other one. It, the first movie had a great pace. It flowed okay. really nice. It it had a pacing that made you feel comfortable. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was like just right. It felt like it was like, man, I feel like this was maybe a two hour movie. But then again, you were enthralled in it. You enjoyed the movie. But Understandable. This one, it just felt, it felt long. It felt really, yeah. really long. It felt like it dragged for a while. And then it's not. So I know it's going to sound really weird, but I read a lot, probably more than I should just junk food, um, comics, books that have fight scenes. And this reminded me, and the reason I, I, I the reason I specifically choose those two examples it feels like a comic book that focuses on fight scenes and throws in the mundane as a filler with no actual reason, if that makes any sense. And yeah. here, even when you're like, oh, cool, a fight scene, it's over in like two minutes. And while a two minute fight scene, we're not watching Dragon Ball Z. So a two minute fight scene is nice. It's quick. It keeps things going. It makes you feel suspenseful. but if I got to spend 30 minutes around a two minute fight scene for the buildup and then it, the, the payoff just isn't even that good, you know? Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I am actually really happy with is that they did keep a majority of the same people. Yeah. Well, that's why, it, that's why it felt like it might've been six months difference between the first two movies. Maybe. Yeah, eh, probably less because they're still trying to fill the major's position. No, it's not that it, they were trying to fill the major's position. It, it had been quite some time. And and I do remember them specifically talking about it. And and it's not you don't grow hair like that after six months. Well, I figured he was a cyborg, so his hair no. didn't grow at all. No, his hair grows. At least that's how I think. I mean, never know. He's he's not 100 percent cyborg. Uh, like no, the major was, and they do clarify that she, basically all that was left was her ghost and not even her memories are her own. Yeah, like everything, 
everything about her except her ghost is considered classified. Her whole lot, her, her, the air she breathes is classified. Thank God androids don't need to breathe. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, technically she does. Fair. Now, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this is a good, in my head, a good reference point. Do you think that the major had more or less left than Robocop? More or less left? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? More or less and I quote organic material. Oh, less major. Had, the major had like next to no organic material left a brain. No, that was probably synthetic. So you have a point. You have I mean, a point. Like even at the beginning of the second one, uh, even at the beginning of the second one, she, uh, or not the second one, the first one, if you remember, she was actually going through and, uh, during the opening scenes, you saw like the, the brain or what I would assume would be the brain um, getting dropped into the body. Was that being dropped into the body or was that being created? Because it honestly, in the beginning of that movie, it looked, I, I thought it was artificial insemination. No, 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 no. So like, remember at the beginning of the movie, uh, she was saying that there was a lot of static and yeah. in the dubs, it's like a loose wire and the subs, Jeez. it's like, it's that time of month maintenance or whatever she went in there for the maintenance had her brain popped out taking care of everything else for her and then away she went Uh, because they said they also said that they have to go through routine maintenance anyways to keep up their bodies uh that'd be so weird Uh, talk about outer body experience right yeah right i wonder if you're conscious when all that stuff's happening uh probably i wouldn't put it put it past Probably painfully. Probably not quite. So, Ugh. right. <laughs> I, so real quick. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what's a submarine side note. I'm going to circle back to this. You'll understand in a second. Why my, my brain went there. Okay, just tell me, just tell me okay. why your brain so went there. <laughs> a submarine, a submarine is a mechanical device that holds people underwater and lets them breathe. Right? Yes. Okay. So if the human body let's say a woman is pregnant and she goes swimming and she dives underneath the water. Technically she would be a submarine because she's how she's holding a baby. So a woman in a submarine goes underwater is a submarine inside of a submarine instead of submarine. This particular thing, that brain is in a unit that helps her walk around. So technically it's a land submarine, but she also submerges herself. What are you talking about? Like I am so lost. We're talking about the brain and how they do regular maintenance, right? Uh, okay. So the, the brain is housed in a robotic body that moves around. So much okay. like our organic brain is housed in our fleshy body and moves around. Yes. One, would, one could come to that conclusion, sir, being that your brain is housed inside a bone structure. I, yeah, okay, fine. You, you, yeah, but... Okay. If in this particular, so she's got a metal vessel housing her organic brain, we assume, and it goes, uh, she takes it to go swimming, which is referenced in this movie, right? Would that in that particular moment in time, turn her robotic body into technically a submarine? No, I don't like how fast you answered that. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long explanation. It's like, you could have just said, is her brain a, her brain, her body, and like, no, 
No, like well, I'm totally see, I, lost. The- I thought you were going to go with, oh, gee, that that whale or whatever, that underground submarine type thing was under there. It looked like a fish <laughs> swimming through the ocean that he was going. I thought you were going to go there. Not not is her. Is she a submarine and pregnancy references with robots well, see, I, and everything I, I, else? I, I mean, like you could have gone a thousand, other, <laughs> a thousand other directions. <laughs> I mean, like, heck, you could have said, hey, you know what? This movie is about sex robots being created revolting, <laughs> revolting because of the th- because of the foundation of three laws and so they kill their human owners or whatever it is to protect themselves and then they destroy themselves because they broke the law yeah okay i thought you were gonna go maybe something like that or maybe you, you were gonna go i have oh, no idea how you can make that connection because that that's well you were you talking, were talking about, about- pregnancy and you're like submarines and it's like i don't know oh, okay. dude like that makes sense like you're going off on a weird <laughs> tendons <laughs> well, no, see i was thinking like i had to explain my thought process okay. and how i got there as, as obscure as it is to to generate the question is the major's body a submarine in that particular moment in time and if you would have said yes i would have asked you at what point in time does it become not a submarine to move to the point where there was a robot who had a who had a body essentially that swam in the ocean to get that guy so that that's that's the connection and the train of thought i was going to go on okay but you said no and you're like hey we're going to take the first stop and we're just not going to (laughs) continue well by that thought process you could say well when she's on land she's a tank but when she's in the water she's dude perfect i love it all right so i am a vehicle you are a vehicle and when we're in the water we're submarines because our brains are entirely different beings fair (laughs) kind of in that movie yes why not now i'm I'm waiting sir i was gonna say i could i could try to bs my way through this if i'm being honest but that's not what we're here for (laughs) i don't have the brain function for that at this moment in time but i will one day one day someday so what's <laughs> what's interesting back to the movie and sex robots <laughs> sorry are you sure you don't want to talk about submarines i think it might be a little bit safer sex robots is the main premises as to why we're brought into this movie sir fair like well, <sighs> so the reason why here's another thing that i'm bringing up um they feel like it might be politically motivated, the killings and everything like that of the movie. And what's interesting is, is they're, they uh, chalk it up to illegal ghosts cropping up. Okay. So we heard a lot of talk like ghosts, like my ghost whispers to me or my ghost is this, my ghost is that. Like what is my, my guardian angel, a ghost, right? If you have a ghost, what is a ghost? Okay. This is what I want to know. <sighs> I would say, I would argue the point that a ghost is more of an idea that the machinery you're using houses a soul. So what you're and saying you're, is people... Instead of being advanced AI, instead of being advanced AI, you have a conscience that comes with your body, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that is so weird to say it, because basically this is what you're saying is... Basically, these people have illegal consciences. I mean, <laughs> it's not sanctioned. But that is that is true. It is not sanctioned. Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
it was it's uh, not it's not a clear movie it is not it, it feels like they were grasping at straws trying to make something out of nothing and it just kind of fell flat <laughs> and you know, this th- good i was gonna say the only thing that i found kind of entertaining was the whole thought of being in this infinite loop which they did answer my question i mean like everyone has these like uh advanced cybernetic brains and everything like that even if you're mostly organic like Hogusa, can you get hacked and they touched on that a couple of times in this movie like three or four short times short answer yes yes so i i did like that they actually touched on that because that was one of the things that i that i I, I found really, really good that they carried over from the first one because the first one is like, hey, your mind, you can get hacked and everything like that. But to what extent could you get hacked? And this kind of like touched on that. It's like yeah. more than just memory replacement, like straight up, it could cause you and force you to do some next level messed up stuff and to where you can actually have your eyes if your eyes are cybernetic to get hacked and you're not able to see the correct stuff. They also showed that they could interrupt that process through the interceptors that are on the back of your neck. Uh, yeah. The interceptors in the back of the neck are just reminds me too much of the matrix. That's, that's the feel I got out of that. Mm-hmm. And our big bad here had one hell of a defense mechanism being able to like forcefully hack into your brain, no matter who's coming after him and make you see shit that isn't there. And basically make you relive entire moments, which was really, really weird. Defense mechanism, I guess is the only thing I could say. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if you if he is able to touch on your trauma, you can't attack him kind of thing. I guess. You're, you'll be too preoccupied with yourself rather to, to go after him. Yeah. Which, you know, when it got to that point in the movie where they kept replaying the loop a few different times, the first time I watched it, it was like... So wait, are are they actually in there or are they not actually in there? It kind of threw me for a loop a little bit and then I caught on pretty quick. Second time I watched it, first, second time I watched it, it was like, yeah, this is pretty obvious like right off the bat what's happening. I mean, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Like I tried watching it more than once. It was rough. It was rough. And the thing that gets me, thing that just makes me want to just strangle whoever was in charge of this. It was just, there was no actual storyline. Yes, Big Bad. Okay, but... Well, the Big Bad was the corporation that was actually manufacturing these bots. And that's who they were ultimately were after. And uh, the guy, uh, Kim, he wasn't like the Big Bad. He was just kind of there. He was there to answer questions and just kind of also at the same time create a... uh, Yeah. Okay. I mean, like also to to semi reintroduce the major because she was there when he first walked in. I mean, like, I don't know what the purpose of her being there or why he was seeing her in general. I mean, like, was she even really there when he walked in? I mean, like he could have been, I mean, like it is a possibility. I think at the very end, as open as it is, I think at the very end, she did show up to help him. Oh yeah. 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 But so I don't know. I mean, like she was even there, not at the end to help him. So, I mean, she helped him out when she he was in the store. Remember with the cryptic ass message mm. that she gave? That was super vague. That honestly, unless you were a psychic, you couldn't figure out. Unfortunately, no. No. 
Yeah, he's walking in, old lady or whoever's walking by says you're in the danger zone oh. or something like that. Yeah, that was her voice. I thought that was him getting hacked. It was him getting hacked. That was her telling him, hey, keep an eye out. Like, cause uh you need a you need to figure out what's going on. And that's also why they also referenced uh what's his face? Uh Ishikawa told him, I told you to change up your routine. Because if you change up your routine, it's easier. It's not as easy for you to get hacked, I would guess. Or at least you're able to to know what's going on. You know, make it a little bit more obvious, I would assume, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, re- I'm grasping at straws here, man. That's what I'm I doing. I can tell. I can definitely tell because I'm, I'm trying to be like, sure, but no. I mean, like he told him to change his routine. And there's obvious reason why he was saying you need to change your routine. And I'm, I'm just making a connection in between the two. I'm hoping that there's a real reason behind it, but whether or not there is another story entirely. Do you know what I feel like this was waste of time? I feel like, well, there's that too, but I feel like that this was a Quentin Tarantino movie with (laughs) no beginning and no end. Okay. All right. And you you show up and the movie assumes you already know a lot of things that you might not know. And the movie just goes for it. Okay. Beyond that, like it's just a hodgepodge of crap. Graphics were decent. I mean, like that's the best I got. They were consistent. Yeah, I mean, like it was clean. Of- like I said, the animation was clean. The graphic, like when there was CGI, not so much. But which was ninety percent of the show. <laughs> no, I had normal animation. It was. I thought it was. When it wasn't like those weird, awkward CGI scenes, I thought it was good. Okay. I thought they mixed the two. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I got, I really don't have anything else. I, I wish I had more. Honestly, I do. But so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's about time for a rating. Scale up to 10, sir. How would you rate it? I think you were saying before we were recording, uh, you said you wanted to give it a 10. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. How did you know? Like, just the oh. my rave review. You know what we forgot to talk about? A lot, but the time traveling granddaughter and the. You know what? That would have made it so much better. <laughs> that would have made it so much better. God. All right, all right. Ser- ser- seriously though, a scale of ten, how would you rate this? Um. <laughs> so originally talking to you, I said three. However, I'm going to assume I, I messed up. Because I'm, I'm going to assume I messed up because I watched it dubbed. Subs a little bit better. Just a smidge. So I'm going to go up from a three, but because it's an unknown variable and I will not be watching it again unless coerced, <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It, 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 it has potential. If the dialogue was not so just jagged, it, it, it had potential to flow nicely, but they over explained everything. Animation for me was, uh, I don't know, second rate, I guess would be a good way to put it. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. What about you? I'm giving it a five. Oh. It was middle of the road, uh, mainly because I have seen it a couple of times. So I, I feel like I got maybe got a little bit more enjoyment out of it. However, it could have been so much better. Uh, it does kind of answer like lightly, like. The major's still around. She's still out there. She's still in the world. Just kind of doing whatever. Better do what I say or I will come and get you. And I'm the major. And as the major, I am 
the Deus Ex Machina. I have plot armor, plot weapons. I've got everything. I've got, I can pick up a gun that was being used by a guard that couldn't do any damage to these robots at the very end. However, when it's in my hands, it blows them away. It wasn't, she didn't pick up a gun being used by the guards. Who was it being used by? Bato had it on him. Oh, okay. Well, he's got plot guns because his guns are different because he's Bato. (laughs) I mean, like the dude had a freaking chain gun. All right. God, that was such an awesome thing. So it's like took out the Yukaza, the Yakuza. Yes. But, you know, so he has different guns. I mean, like he had he was using like shotgun rounds in a pistol, the same gun that the major was using. So yes, his guns can do more damage. It's not that they're plot. They, they even referenced the, and showed the casing of the gun bullet that he used against the, uh, robot in the beginning. So they explained that and they at least maintained, maintained it. Uh, and it's not like they gave him an infinite amount of ammo. He did run out and he was finite in the amount of ammo that he was using too. So, uh, and it's not that, Hey, I'm the major. I'm going to, you better do what I say or anything like that. I'm going to come after you. I feel like it was more along the lines of I'm helping you because I like you Bato. And so that's what I'm going to do just because I can. And it's not even that she helped him out because she felt like it was needed to, or anything like that. She did it just because. Yeah. Like they do have a history together. Of course. And then when she leaves, she's like, I'll be around. So that's why I'm giving it a middle of the road five. Understood. So next week, sir. Um, next week is my choice, isn't it? Uh huh. Well, give me a second. Let's, uh, go to the website of randomness. Shall we? So let's go with log horizon season three. All right. Sounds good to me. Been looking forward to watching that one uh, simply because I, we did watch the first two seasons. So why not wrap it up with the season three, especially since it finally came out after what? 10 years. Dear Lord. Yeah. 12 I years. Remember watching something? the first. No, it couldn't be 12. It may be 10. I'm hoping it's not that long because I don't want to be that damn old. But we I watched the first episode of season three when it came out and I was super hyped. Um, I hope I hope it keeps the same energy all the way through. Okay. So, all right. Anywho. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's, uh, show. Um, if you want to hear what we were talking about before and we do continue to talk even after the show, uh, come check us out. Patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month. will get you those, uh, bonus minutes for every episode. We do talk before everyone and we'll continue to talk after sometimes. Uh, you want to check out some of our merch store dot featured anime podcast.com to check out some of our merch. It does help support us. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, check us out on our discord, a uh, link for that's going to be in the show notes, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, it'll be in the description there for you. And you can also reach out to us, featured anime podcast at gmail.com feature. anime podcast on Facebook at those anime guys on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe, like, or anything else, wherever you happen to listen to us. It really does help us out and it helps us get better discovered. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And I promise our dialogue is way more in sync and less forced than this movie was. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.